Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to be talking about one of the biggest stories of the year. And that is, of course, the weekend of leaks. And we're going to focus on the leak of Diablo 4. No, not really. Honestly, that leak looks to be from an alpha friends and family type test. It's got a watermark. It's got an identification number. I would expect Blizzard to make pretty short work of that. And in all honesty, that particular leak was subsumed by news of one of the biggest leaks in video game history, at least if the sales of Grand Theft Auto 6 are going to be related at all to the sales of Grand Theft Auto 5, which may be, if not the most popular game in history, one of them. It's possible Minecraft, some other games, have more overall sales, but Grand Theft Auto 5, through its various iterations, has certainly done quite well for itself. Now, this video is going to be divided into two parts. I will put chapters in either of those parts. The first chapter is going to be about what has happened over the past 72 hours or so, including Rockstar's response and the market's response to that response today, earlier this morning. And then I'll be responding to a question that was posed to me in DMs and social media and emails quite often over the past few days, some of which was asked in the area of legal advice. We, of course, aren't going to be doing that on this channel, but what can Rockstar really do about those leaked materials? And can they strike a tweet that I make that is talking about them? Can they strike a forum post that I enter that includes one of the screenshots? All these various things that come up in the nature of what I've categorized here in the thumbnail as IP law, intellectual property law, but what is really copyright law. And we'll be talking about that at more length, especially compared to some of the big leaks that we saw last year and what Rockstar may or may not be doing in connection with them. So to start part one, we're going to look at what happened. So IGN here is reporting. It's updated as of September 18th at 523. But overall, it's that Grand Theft Auto 6 had gameplay videos reportedly leak. And this is good reporting. IGN's not willing to commit to what it doesn't know, which is, hey, are these things actually real? I think anybody that even looked at any of these reports from yesterday knew that this was a lot more work than would have made sense to just be a prank. Grand Theft Auto 6 may have leaked after dozens of videos of what purports to be in-development footage appeared online. A user going by Teapot Turbo Hacker posted a zip file to GTA forums saying, here are 90 footage clips from GTA 6. It's possible I could leak more data soon. GTA 5 and 6 source code and assets. GTA 6 testing build. The clips subsequently made their way onto YouTube and Twitter and show robberies, gunplay, fully voiced conversations, and more. Now, IGN makes an interesting choice here. IGN, of course, a giant institution, more than capable of paying for lawyers on its own, says at the bottom of the third paragraph here, we will not be linking to the videos in this article. And that's a choice that they made, and that's a choice that they are entitled to make. Now, it doesn't necessarily make sharing those videos illegal. We'll be talking more about that in the second half of this video. IGN continues, and other journalists took different approaches. You can look at Forbes, this is a Paul Tassie article, who did link directly to a clip where a player controls Lucia as she robs a diner and flees from cops with Jason, which may not be placeholder names. Who knows? This is all years out. And he says, the author says in this particular article, I will link to those rather than embed, as I'm sure Rockstar is going to be purging these from the internet rather soon here. Now, how is Rockstar going to be purging those? Well, 
If you've been online for five minutes, you know of this thing called the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And that is the act by which they go and ask a platform to take down information, material that otherwise infringes on their copyright. It's important to know when we talk about this, that that C in DMCA is in fact copyright. And if there isn't a copyright underlying the claim, well, then technically a request to strike or remove would be abuse of the copyright system and the system's of these platforms. Again, more on that in the second half of this video. Now, one thing I do want to say before we proceed with a little bit more fulsome description of what's happened here and how things have bounced around is that this is, of course, a bad thing. It's a devastating thing for the actual studio making the game. It's a devastating thing for the plans that they had. And obviously, Grand Theft Auto 6 has been in the cooker for a very long time. Grand Theft Auto 5 has been released, I don't even know how many times, four or five now in various iterations across generations. And Grand Theft Auto 6 was destined, if GTA 5 sales are anything to go by, to make the company a lot of money and perhaps be the best-selling video game of all time. But it has taken its sweet time in coming to market. And so this did appear to be an action that was related to that, or at least defended by some folks online related to the secrecy related to the development of this game. Now, I want to say, I don't find that particular argument to have much to go for it, right? When we talk about these things, we talk about people creating things. We talk about people spending money to create those things, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're entitled to decide when they get to release it. That's what copyright is. At the end of the day, we talk about intellectual property as this ephemeral thing that attaches to things that you make, but it really is the ability to control what it is that you bring into the world and Take-Two and Rockstar should be able to have that control. Now, the internet is what it is, and this appears to be a security intrusion, which we will see it described as by Rockstar itself, but it's still a shame. And I do want to at least get that bit of editorializing out there because even though more people can see more of this, and I honestly don't think that gamers and the gaming industry on the whole treated it too terribly. There were accusations that people would say, oh, it looks terrible in its pre-alpha state, etc." I actually saw a lot of positive comments on this looking around the internet. It is still a disappointment, and there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that are sitting here this Monday disappointed about this state of affairs. So I do think we can respect that while still talking about it more fulsomely here. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was kind of the state of play here. I'm going to be using a Twitter user that is a follower of the channel that I have interacted with in the past. I think I've even contributed to on occasion, and that is Legacy Killer HD, who has a YouTube channel of his own, and he's talking about this today, I believe. Please go check out his videos on this. But he kind of summarized various aspects of this. There were so many people talking about this yesterday. I just wanted to have a touch point where we could discuss some of the things that went on yesterday. And, and he says something very similar to what I just said. I'm sure it's not needed, but I've spoken to a couple of sources at Rockstar this morning, and they are all gutted, devastated. Most are waiting till Monday to find out how leadership responds or what happens next. But indeed, this is the real deal. I haven't got a good grasp on the extent of the full damage, but I was told the game has changed quite a bit as GTA 6 only entered into full production in the last couple of years. Still, though, most are just waiting to see what happens next. Total chaos. To go with this, there were a line of people that asked me the question of why this game would be delayed if this were to have come out. And to be honest, I didn't know exactly how to answer that question. So much depends on what was stolen and whether or not what was stolen could affect the overall infrastructure of the game itself. You're talking about source code. You're talking about security features. Because this game is very likely to have a significant online component, these are things that Rockstar and Take-Two would be very concerned about and that could delay things if the keys to the kingdom, as it were, got out there into the wild. But without that, 
This is a setback to their marketing. This is a setback to their morale, which could, of course, affect things in the long term. It wasn't obvious to me how it could affect directly the production of the game. This appears to be years old. This is old stuff that they've been working on. And other than the fact that it's out there and that's disappointing to everybody, didn't strike me as the kind of thing that would really change development of the game, assuming that those security keys didn't otherwise get out there. And that was backstopped this morning by Rockstar itself. Rockstar, in a message to the internet and the world, put out the following. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support throughout this situation. So you see that development, according to Rockstar, is going to proceed as planned, and that's just to the people, so maybe you don't take it entirely on its face. But in filing as a public corporation with the SEC, they said very much the same thing. Current Rockstar game services are unaffected. We have already taken steps to isolate and contain this incident. Work on the game will continue as planned. And at this time, Rockstar Games does not anticipate any disruption to its current services, nor any long-term effect on its development timelines as a result of this incident. Unlike tweets, unlike emojis out there in the internet verse, this kind of reporting to investors for the purpose of informing them about what's going on is controlled by law. Rockstar is not going to mess around with this. So at least as they're looking at things right now, they feel comfortable telling their investors that this, although a setback, although disappointing, won't otherwise affect their development timelines, or at least they don't believe so. They also have the cautionary note that you see in all SEC filings, which is, hey, if we're talking about the future, when we're saying this game is coming out in 2025 or whatever it might be, we think it's still going to come out on the timeline that we have internally, then that's obviously not a promise. And they say this to the SEC, but it does have to have at least the patina of truth here as of right now. And that's important. It was also used to stymie what was a drop in their stock price as Reuters reports, pairing some of their losses from a 6% drop in pre-market trading. Now, there are also analyses in this Reuters report that suggest there is a concern that if the source code leaks, and that was rumored as of yesterday as part of this, that was what the leaker apparently reported, then that could be a particular issue in and of itself. That's the kind of keys to the kingdom notion that really could stymie development because you might have to have infrastructural and systems changes. Or as this analyst at Jeffrey says, if the source code leaks, it could necessitate significant changes under the hood of the game to ensure its stability and the server integrity of GTA 6 online once it launches. Now, interestingly, for those of you that are just looking at this as a negative news story, the Reuters report also includes an analyst that says, we are incrementally more confident that the game can release in fiscal year 25 and provide a significant catalyst for revenue and profit growth. Having seen what it was like a few years back, we're now more sure that this game can release at some point in the next couple of years. Now, I don't know if that's just wishful thinking on the part of the analyst, but that's the state of play that happened here. A leak like no other of what might well be one of the biggest games of all time when all is said and done. And in this particular context, one that so, so many people are interested in that they find themselves asking a lawyer on YouTube, what's up with the intellectual property? Which leads us a little bit further. 
Back to Michael, Legacy Killer HD on uh, Twitter, who, as part of everything happening here, said the following. Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar's lawyers remain extremely busy taking down the leaked GTA 6 material. Besides the many videos that have received copyright strikes, the GTA 6 subreddit is locked, citing legal issues, and the GTA 6 source code has also now been removed. And I don't know if the source code itself was up there. I certainly didn't see that. Uh, But Legacy Killer here is reporting on all of these various things that are moving. He actually has a number of tweets that have pictures of Take-Two removing things. And that's very, very interesting, certainly to me, because we've been down this road before. Now, certainly there is a strong case for having a right to take down stuff that was stolen from you and that you don't want to be out there. It's not an ironclad case, and we'll talk about that, but it is a strong case. But you can go past that, Mark, as we saw in one of our earlier playlists here in Virtual Legality in the middle of 2020, where Sony started attacking social media and other content creators across the internet for quote-unquote disclosing Last of Us Part Two leaks. Unfortunately for Sony, that included things like pictures of golf clubs and mentions and references to things that had happened in the game. And that's probably a legal issue, which we're going to talk about right now. Back to Legacy Killer. He actually talks about this a little bit in response to a tweet from about 10 hours ago as of the taping of this video that said, So Take-Two struck down my video, even though I showed no footage of the leaks, only the forum posts. I even blurred out the link in the video. Guess they don't want people even talking about it. Now, we don't see this video. We don't know what it is. It's possible that it was inclusive of screenshots and things in and of itself. But we do know from covering the video game industry now for a few years that these video game companies do tend to try to issue strikes, try to do takedowns, try to make requests of people that are just discussing the nature of what they have seen. Or as Michael Legacy Killer says here, they did it before to me with Red Dead Redemption 2. I talked about a leak in a video, didn't include any footage, but got hit with a copyright strike a year after it was published. Take-Two is well-known for abusing DMCA. Those are Michael's words, not mine, but we'll see. Ignoring fair use law. Now he brings in fair use law. Some people actually DM'd me this tweet to ask me questions about it. So we'll go over fair use. We'll go over various aspects of this. But what's most important is we don't know what Take-Two is doing. We are going to speculate. We're going to talk about what they could be doing, what they might be maybe unauthorized to do if they are pursuing that particular course and what that means for the law and talk about Sony a little bit. But we don't know these things. So this is all going to be a hypothetical, right? A a mere thought experiment as to what would occur if Take-Two was issuing DMCA takedowns on mere discussions of the leaks themselves, which of course we're discussing here. So Take-Two lawyers, if you're watching this, hi. Uh, We're just going to be talking about the practice of law and the variability of copyright and intellectual property. So, you know, don't worry about it. Put up your feet. Enjoy. Let's talk about the DMCA. So this is 17 USC 512. We've talked about this a lot before, but this is really where the rubber hits the road as to what you can do, Uh, right? So these platforms get potential liability for including your copyright infringing material on their service. You put up something that is stolen on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook, they could possibly be deemed contributorily responsible for that infringement. And these platforms don't want that. They want to have user engagement. They want to have user content on their platforms, but they don't want to be responsible for all of that. So they put in their reps and warranties. You promise that it doesn't infringe. They say that you are responsible for what you put up there. And 
this law, 17 U.S.C. 512, what we usually call the DMCA, even though it's only part of it, says the following. A service provider, that's YouTube, shall not be liable for infringement of copyright if the service provider doesn't know it's infringing when it's going up and upon notification of claimed infringement, responds expeditiously to remove it. Said another way, YouTube gets a notice and if they say, oh yeah, that notice checks all the boxes, which we'll see here, then if we remove it immediately, we can't get in trouble under copyright. And that's why they remove it immediately. That's why Twitch does what it does. That's why YouTube does what it does. Now, the one thing I always object to is when they go out with a blog post and say they have to. This is not a mandate of law. This is merely a protection from potential liability, which to some extent is the same to the corporate mind. But it's not when you're talking about what is actually being forced upon them. They could take on that liability. They could actually defend their content creators and say, no, that's not infringement. We're going to backstop you. And if you want to sue us, go right ahead. But we're going to win that lawsuit. Here, they aren't doing that. YouTube takes an action. You put in the DMCA request, they take it down. You put in a content ID claim, chances are something happens to it. Now, that's not quite the same as the DMCA, but it has a similar rubric. What has to be in that notification, though, is important. You have to give your physical address. You have to say what copyright stuff is infringing, etc. You also have to make the following statement, that the complaining party, you, Rockstar, take two, has a good faith belief that use of the material in the manner complained of is not authorized by the copyright owner, its agent, or the law. And here's where there's real, real problems. Now, even in the first instance, even if you were using a screenshot that was hacked, that was stolen, that you actually knew the origin of, there's a possibility that you could have the right to use it under fair use. We're going to talk about that in a second. But further from there, the bigger issue for some of the things that could possibly be happening that we definitely saw Sony doing back in 2020 is this notion that you could possibly take down a mere conversation about what you saw, about the fact that the leaks occurred, about what was in those leaks, what was shown, your commentary on those things. And that's a much bigger issue. Why? Well, let's let the copyright office explain why with their answer, how do I protect my idea? Copyright does not protect ideas, concepts, systems, or methods of doing something. You may express your ideas in writing or drawings and claim copyright in your description, but be aware that copyright will not protect the idea itself as revealed in your written or artistic work. So if you say a cop from New York takes a flight to Los Angeles, gets trapped in a tower with terrorists on Christmas Eve, and winds up fighting them off while hurting his legs and feet in glass and otherwise saves the day and hopefully reconciles with his wife by the time the credits roll, well, that's the summary of Die Hard, but it's not an infringement on the copyrights holder of the Die Hard movie. Why? Well, it's obvious enough that it's not a great substitute for Die Hard as a franchise, but because we don't want the law to intervene with the evolution of ideas. We care about expression of ideas. We care about how that is filmed, how it is described, what dialogue is used, how the people are dressed. We care about everything that goes in to expressing that concept. We don't care about protecting the idea itself, which is why you get clones. It's why you get things that are slightly the same kind of concept, but expressed a little bit differently. And we like that. We like that evolutionary possibility. But it does mean that if you go out there and just describe what you saw in the leaks, what you liked and what you didn't like, well, that should be protected under the notion that you aren't using their screenshots, you aren't using their assets, you aren't using their expression. You are talking about the idea that that expression represented and you should be safe. But 
we can't make that guarantee because the DMCA is such an automated process and because these platforms are so conditioned to get out of that potential liability because there's no real loss to them for saying, okay, yeah, fine, strike that picture of a golf club. Yeah, strike that discussion. We don't care. They aren't bringing in enough money. We don't want to get sued by Take-Two. We don't want to get sued by Rockstar. And so we'll just proceed as if it were a legitimate complaint. And you get that kind of slanting in this approach. And I complain about it. And I make videos here in virtual legality and on YouTube. And some people respond to them. But it didn't really change how Sony chose to operate for however many videos wound up going on in that summer of 2020. 13 separate videos with instances where Sony is acting and not doing what it should be doing with respect to that protection. So in this particular case, if Rockstar is doing this kind of thing, and we don't know, it's all allegations, it's all speculation, they could find themselves very much in that kind of Sony abusive DMCA basket. Now, Michael Legacy Killer HD here leaves us with one last question, uh, which is he says they're ignoring fair use law. Now, the one thing I would point out here, and I would point out to the people that asked me of it in DMs, is that this doesn't actually arrive at fair use concepts. If you're just talking about ideas, you haven't gotten anywhere near copyright infringement. Remember, in the DMCA, the notice has to say that you think the, the material used is not authorized by a copyright owner. There's no material being used in a discussion at all. Uh, And so you don't have a leg to stand on for a DMCA kind of takedown request. Not that the DMCA itself has a lot of teeth to prevent you from engaging in that kind of discussion. And YouTube certainly doesn't have a lot of incentive to stop you from making that blocking action. But let's pretend that you used a screenshot. Let's pretend that you used a screenshot to discuss it and you're otherwise engaged in commentary as to what that screenshot has. You're talking about the UI, you're talking about the dress, you're talking about the textures, you're talking about whatever else it is that you are talking about. Certainly, the leak of one of the biggest games of all time, or what is very likely to be that as long as it survives to being released at some point in time, is newsworthy. Yes, it's entertainment news. Yes, it's not geopolitics, international relations, whatever else it might be that you think might be otherwise more important, but it is newsworthy. And honestly, a lot of movie trade journalistic outlets or others have lived on getting sneak peeks of behind the scenes and using drone footage and whatever else it might be and try to go to to the public with what those kinds of newsworthy pictures are as a for instance. So let's say you use that screenshot, you think you're newsworthy. Well, you could find yourself over here in fair use land. 17 USC 107, which says, okay, Rockstar and Take-Two have the ownership rights to this thing, Grand Theft Auto 6, but it's been stolen. It's out there. Is it something that you can comment on? And some of you might say, well, it's stolen. It was hacked. Uh, Probably fair use doesn't cover this, but you'd be wrong there even though fair use might otherwise be a little bit less likely to be granted to you in the long run uh, in this particular set of events. So let's talk about fair use a little bit. Notwithstanding the provisions that protect copyright holders, the fair use of a copyrighted work is not an infringement of copyright. Yes, that's just the yellow highlighted sections because the rest is just an including phrase. So that's including but not limited to in most readings of a legal document, which means, yes, this is illustrative of what we want this aimed at, but it's probably not exhaustive. It's not every possible thing that we could think of that could otherwise be fair use. Overall, if you find yourself in whatever this amorphous thing is called fair use, you're not infringing on somebody's copyright. You're using that screenshot, it's copyrighted material that they have in that photo, and you're using that screenshot, you're commenting on it, and lucky for you, criticism and comment is included in that illustrative list of reasons why something might be fair use. So you're in the bucket, you're commenting, you're criticizing. It's not necessarily an infringement of copyright, but how do we judge when a use is fair? We look at four factors. And like so many things in the law, those four factors are 
not a bright line. It's a balancing test between various things. It's purpose, nature, amount, and effect on the market. And that might not mean anything to you. Sometimes it doesn't mean anything to the courts. But basically, the overall balancing test is, what are you going to do with this thing? And most importantly, are you going to make money with it? Now, understand, even if you're going to make money with it, you monetize, you ran ads on that discussion that you had with your panel talking about the material that was within the leaks and you're using a screenshot to do it. Well, even if it's commercial, it doesn't necessarily lose the game for you. But if we're thinking about a scale, it might tip things a little bit more towards Rockstar's way. What is the nature of the copyrighted work? Is it just something that happens naturally? It's a picture of a volcano. Or is it something that was created by labor, by toil? In this case, it's the latter. And again, that scale tips closer to Rockstar's side. How much of it did you use? Well, you used the whole screenshot, but the screenshot isn't really a substitute for playing Grand Theft Auto 6. It's not the video clip. That would be worse. So on this, maybe you've got an argument that you didn't use a lot or you were trying to use it only as necessary to comment on the aspects that you want to comment on maybe the commenters start to get that scale a little bit more balanced towards them. And then what is the effect of the use upon the potential market and value for the copyrighted work? There is no market for these screenshots. They're not otherwise being sold unless you're a ransomer on the hacker side of things. And that's not really what this particular rule is talking about. So when you get to there, probably Rockstar has the better argument, but it would depend on the judge and who's actually evaluating this thing. And then at the end of this statute that was actually added later on after it was initially drafted is this notion I was talking about, which is even if it's stolen, even if they don't want it out there, that doesn't mean that you couldn't possibly have fair use. The fact that a work is unpublished shall not itself bar a finding of fair use if such finding is made upon consideration of all of the above factors. So we just go back to the balancing test, but the nature of the copyrighted work Well, that's going to balance more towards Rockstar now because they don't want it out there. It's not to their advantage. It got stolen from them. This is a kind of equitable concept, fair use, right? It is the judge making a determination that this is the kind of thing we want to be out there in discussion because of the First Amendment, because of freedom of speech in the United States. And having it hacked and stolen is going to lean just kind of naturally as as work that probably Rockstar and Take-Two should be able to control. So is it fair use? It's a question. It's always a question. It's facts and circumstances based. But I certainly wouldn't be advising someone if they were sitting across the table from me that it is a guaranteed fair use uh, item. And the problem with fair use, as I've told people time and time again in this space and elsewhere, is that by the time that you would get to use it, you're already in court. You're already spending money on lawyers. You're already spending time and resources. And you're probably feeling pretty scared because Rockstar and Take-Two have a lot of money uh, and you apparently decided not to abide by their cease and desist or you otherwise rented up your own website uh, or you fought YouTube and Twitter on it, whatever it was that got you into that position, even if you have a winning hand to play on the fair use side, which I've already said is mm, maybe not so obvious depending on what it is that you did with the content in question, you've already lost because you've already spent that money. You've been terrified for however many months you've been terrified and you don't even know if you're going to win. So fair use is no panacea, which is one of the reasons why the Sonys of the world, the rock stars of the world, we've seen it in other publishers. I'm not intending to call out any specific one, tend to lean on aggressive use of the DMCA. The biggest issue with that, of course, is for just mere discussions of these leaks, but even for a screenshot, even for a modicum, of material here, it may not make sense to actually put it up, even if you're a big site like IGN, which may have made a philosophical decision to just not put leaked material up, but also might have made a legal or saving throw type decision where they just said, we don't want any part of this. 
Obviously, our readers know that they can go find it if they are so inclined to do so. There's no reason for us to take any of that heat. And I definitely can't say that they are wrong. So like all intellectual property things, it is complicated and Rockstar and their aggressiveness with Take-Two make it even more so. So I hope that was an informative virtual legality for everybody. If you like these kinds of conversations, the business and law of video games, technology, software, pop culture, and more, please consider supporting the channel. We cannot do it without supporters like you at Utreon or Patreon, or if neither of those interest you, just supporting by subscribing, ringing bells, upvoting, downvoting, telling friends we're having these specific conversations, clipping things out. I don't mind. Anything that can get folks to come and see what we're talking about here is a help. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. 